0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, here we are, the second talk, focusing on the Buddha's teachings, instructions on mindfulness practice. And it was a surprise many years ago when happily, eagerly, I picked up the text, I'd read it before, but I picked up the text and I really wanted to discover uh, what did the Buddha actually have to say about mindfulness? Uh, what, uh, how did, what did he actually say about practicing mindfulness? And the word, the Pali word is sati, S-A-T-I. And, um, and I um, went to this text. And as I went through it, I was surprised, actually a little shocked, that how little he actually says about mindfulness. The title of the text is The Four Foundations for Mindfulness. And um, so I thought for sure there would be lots of references to this word, sati, mindfulness. And then surprisingly, there was very little. Uh, there's a little bit in the introduction uh, about mindfulness, just just a s- statement about it one is, um, uh, <clears throat> one is mindful, clearly aware and ardent. So one should practice. And it's and here mindful is a adjective. It's not a verb in the way it's used. And then, as I said yesterday morning, there was a section beginning it says going to a forest root of a tree, empty building, uh, sitting cross-legged, body upright, and establishing mindfulness to the forefront. The rest of the long text that uh, we have, the word mindfulness doesn't appear until maybe the very end again, a kind of a conclusion. And all the exercises, all the instructions of what to do are do not have the word mindfulness in them. So that was a little bit surprised. I thought, "What does this mean?" And as I started looking through the texts of the, of the Buddha, there's nothing that uh, in his teachings that would that would be comparable to the English uh, expression um, "be mindful." Like you, my mother might tell me, "You know, be mindful, Gil," when I was growing up, and um, where the mindful is used as a verb an activity that you would do, do mindfulness. And so the sati, whatever sati is, that was translated as mindfulness, was not being something that we do, and, um, but rather something that um, we establish. And if I went through the, uh, the different teachings of the Buddha, I saw the sati was associated with the verbs to abide in, to establish, to cultivate. So if a farmer cultivates a plant, uh, the farmer's not doing the, the growing. The, the farmer is creating the conditions the plant can grow. Um, if we abide in, dwell in something, I, l- I love the expression abiding, because for me it's just kind of a peaceful way of just kind of you're just there, and like at home in some place. And uh, it's where you're supposed to be, kind of. And to abide in sati and mindfulness uh, is kind of to rest in it. And um, I once uh, made a, made a, uh, used a photograph or a slide of a big whale floating kind of peacefully in the ocean, an underwater photograph of this big whale, as uh, abiding in, this abiding in sati and awareness. And um, and so uh, so the sati is not associated with an activity of doing. It's more like a state of being aware. So but what, what, So what, how am I supposed to do it? What's the activity? So then, if you go look at this text that we're going to study the, over these next weeks, um, the actual activities, the practices that we do, are not practices. Uh, maybe it could be called, maybe it could be called mindfulness practices uh, in the sense that they are there to cultivate, to establish, to grow uh, mindfulness so we can abide in it. and um, and so uh, the instructions, the verbs of things that we're doing are the first thing that's talked about is to know, uh, to know, one is breathing to know one is breathing long when one is breathing a long breath short when it's a short breath and um, and then there's uh, later on there's instructions to uh, clearly recognize what's happening so it's a little bit of higher uh, more sp- uh, order of, of mentality mental activity to recognize something and I'll talk more about that later the text also talks about observing and then it talks about something that uh, has the word sati in it, but it's a compound called pati sati, and this is um, lucid awareness. So I like to translate sati as awareness rather than mindfulness, partly because in, we have this you know wave of the mindfulness movement going through the, uh, the modern world, and um, and. The, the meanings and definitions of what mindfulness is these days is very much influenced by how it's taught in that movement. Nothing wrong with how it's taught, but um, they use the word mindfulness differently than how the Buddha uses it. In that for the Buddha, this word sati is, uh, is uh, a state that we can abide in, establish, cultivate, grow. Uh, it's not an activity that we do. And, uh, but the activity we do is this knowing. And so, but knowing, you know, we, we don't want to do a meditation practice that feels like a lot of work and it makes us busy, exactly. But the knowing is a wonderful, special quality uh, to know something. And, um, and it doesn't have to be so, you know, cognitive or so, you know, thoughtful, uh, a lot of thought involved. Um, if I'm sitting talking with a friend, and, uh, and where I'm engaged, fully absorbed in the conversation, and my attention is there for sure. Um, and then I put my glasses down, and, um, and then I continue talking, and then I get up to go to the bathroom, I get some tea, and come back. And then I say, well, where's my glasses? And I have no idea, even though five minutes before I might have put them down. But I put them down without clearly knowing I was putting them down, or, or, or clearly present for the experience of, of um, putting them down. And this idea of being present enough to let the experience what we're doing register enough so that it can stay a little bit in our memory. And that's, a, that's a, one of the meanings. That, uh, before the Buddha, the word for uh, sati had associations with memory. And it's the kind of receptivity, attention that's required for us to um, to kind of remember something later, like just where my glasses are. It isn't like we're memorizing, which is even a higher order of mental activity, but there's a kind of like, um, I like the expression, we stop to know. We pause to know. We engage knowingly with what we're doing. So we're present for what we're doing. So we maybe do one thing at a time, We're really they're present for it. And in that presence, there's a heightened kind of knowing, recognition, heightened kind of attentiveness to the experience. As that heightened attention, heightened kind of knowing operates, it then supports the cultivation, the growing of awareness. Awareness follows in the wake of the practice of knowing. And it meant to be a peaceful practice, so It begins with just knowing the breathing. And um, it's such a powerful practice to uh, mindfulness of breathing. It's not uh, suitable for everyone, so it's fine to do other things. But um, it's a wonderful thing to acquire the ability to get focused, centered on the breathing, concentrate on the breathing, to learn to gather the mind together so that when we're experience of breathing, we're not scattered and distracted we're just there with that, as if we're present to know it well. As if, almost as if the kind of attention we bring to uh, if we were going to do, look at something we've looked at for a long, long time, we've passed it by, we've been with it, and they said, let me just stop and look to discover something new in it that you've never noticed before. And um, not straining to, to know or discover, but just a relaxed kind of. Uh, glancing at it, looking at it, uh, roaming around the, the thing. Oh, look at that. I never noticed that before about it. Um, and um, and so it requires a kind of knowing that uh, registers something deep, more deeply. So we could, in a sense, then remember it. I'm spending a lot of time now with my mother who has kind of advanced dementia and uh, we can have wonderful exchanges back and forth and very clear um, uh, in the moment. But her memory lasts probably 30 seconds. And uh, so I'll say something and she'll come back with a wonderful reply. And um, and then I could ask, you know, if 10 seconds later I could ask the same question and, and uh, she would come back with the same or different reply. She doesn't remember I, I said it. And um, so for her, nothing sticks. Uh, there's a clarity to her, but uh, the attention, something about the attentiveness is not all there, that it kind of reg- has a place to register or stay or stick. I don't really understand how dementia works so well, but uh, whether I'm accurate exactly with this is not so important. I want to try to convey to you that uh, this idea of, of um, the specialness of knowing that uh, to attend to, so that we know it something in a deeper way, and uh, uh, but without it being uh, heavily cognitive or investigatory or questioning or thought-filled kind of exploration, just very simple, so that as we know the breathing and get kind of more and more centered and present for the, just the breathing. We know it more and more, clearer and clearer. But uh, the mind also gets quieter and more peaceful, calmer. The difference between concentration practice and mindfulness practice is that in concentration practice we're getting absorbed in the breathing. In mindfulness practice, by its, when just do concentration, in mindfulness practice um, if we're getting absorbed, if we're getting absorbed in the knowing and the clarity of awareness that takes in the experience. And so we're more available in mindfulness to register the details, the fullness, the richness of an experience, um, how it changes over time, than we are often if we just do concentration practice where uh, we're just trying to hold the mind still in a certain kind of way rather than letting the experience become richer in the knowing mind. So sati is awareness, and tomorrow I'll talk a little bit about how these exercises of knowing and recognition and observation leads to um, a heightened awareness. And this uh, path, this journey to heightened awareness is the, is the trajectory, is the journey of satipatthana, of the foundations for awareness. And um, in the meantime, um, maybe you'll explore the nature of your awareness, of your attention, of your knowing, all these fac- faculties of attentiveness that we have. And for today, especially notice your faculty of knowing, to um, the simplest knowing, the kind of knowing that if you really let it register something, you would remember where you put your glasses where you put your keys. Just that, simple. So um, so thank you. And I look forward to tomorrow. And tomorrow, when you greet, if some of those of you who are connected to the chat and would like to uh, do the good mornings or the greetings, I would love to see the greetings in your native language. And, and uh, so many of you, native English is your native language. But um, to but, uh, all the different places in the world, it would be lovely to have a kind of a gathering of the globe and through the languages. So, thank you.